Choose life, choose a sport, choose a drop zone, choose a start time, choose a fucking big jump plane, choose turbine engines, speed, unlimited altitude and endless horizons. Choose height, no low turns and travel insurance. Choose jump tickets, choose tiny action cameras, choose your mates, choose a rig and matching helmet, choose swoop shorts and a range of fucking fabrics, choose 120 vertical speed and wondering who the fuck you are on a Sunday morning. Choose sitting on that couch, watching debriefs, spirit-saving slow-mos, smashing beers after last load. Choose standing on the podium at the end of it all. Choose a win you'll love every time. And the reasons? There are no reasons. Who needs reasons when you fly NZ Aerosports? Of course, I absolutely love the NZ Aerosports business model. I mean, come on. One glance at an Icarus fuck yeah sticker and you know it lines up perfectly with the fucking pilot mentality. But outside their wonderful use of colorful language and a great company vibe... There's a long list of reasons to say NZ Aerosports, fuck yeah. NZ Aerosports blows me away right out of the gate as a canopy manufacturer with a bold offer. They give you 10 jumps on your brand new nylon to decide if you want to keep it, swap it out, or even return it for a refund. I mean, seriously, how incredible is that? That's like getting halfway through a prom and deciding you prefer the slightly racier date that goes down faster. Seriously, they do that. If you're not madly in love with your new canopy after 10 jumps, they'll let you swap it out for another size or model or even get your money back. And the range of canopies they've got? Man, they've got a style canopy to fit every jumper and every situation with models you know and trust, like the Sapphire 3, the perfect choice for the beginner or intermediate canopy pilot, the Crossfire 3 when you're ready to kick it up that elliptical notch, the JFX 2 if you're looking to up your new swoop game, the Leia as the workhorse and dirt water dirt beast, or the Petra. The Petra cranks out crazy power and is nothing short of a record breaker. But hey, it's not always about speed either. Take the Kraken. Built as a low pack volume canopy, specifically with wingsuiting in mind, she gives you all the performance you're looking for with the reliability you need that'll have you itching for that next formation, rodeo, or puffy cloud. So the equipment is top of the line kick-ass stuff as you already know, but how about the team? Well, the customer service gang is there to sort you out whenever you need them. Maddie and Beto are always there to help with Jen holding the reins. They're available for you at sales at nzaerosports.com and they've got a kick-ass live chat tool on the website if you're wanting to hit someone up right away. These are the crew you're going to want to talk to to get those custom orders in. With the stock nylon, once you know what you want, they'll have that shit on a FedEx truck as soon as the credit card machine says approved and get you in the air in no time. For your custom orders, you'll be able to get a time frame for building and shipping when you design it, so get to it. And demos. They've got demos in the U.S. available from their partner Rock Sky Market. The whole U.S. demo fleet is there with Sapphire 3, Crossfire 3, Kraken, JFX2, and Leia canopies in a range of sizes. They also offer student and tandem demos in the U.S. Bottom line, every step of the way, NZ Aerosports is there to get you what you need, and I personally couldn't be happier to be teamed up with them here on Lunatic Fringe. Hell, they've even got a special offer for all you Lunatic listeners out there. Just head to pages.nzaerosports.com forward slash into the void. That's pages.nzaerosports.com forward slash into the void and follow the instructions to register a website account with them. 
you'll score a discount voucher with 20 bucks towards any purchase over $200. I mean, come on. You know you're going to shop with NZ Aerosports, so grab a little extra cash towards that buy and enjoy. The offer is good until the 31st of December, and the voucher is good for three months, so go register now. And now, time to get started with Lunatic Fringe Into the Void, brought to you proudly by NZ Aerosports. Fuck yeah. Coming straight from the cockpit, it's another episode of Lunatic Fringe with the fucking pilot. Ready, set, go! Back in the can for another edition of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void, and I'm staring at a big, beautiful, bald motherfucker. Who are you, and what the <laughs> fuck do you do? Hey, man, how's it going? <laughs> uh, yep, Derek Massey, man. Um, yeah, I'm a Tandem Master extraordinaire. Ten, yeah, you are a <laughs> meat hauling son of a bitch. There's no doubt about that. I am, man. I am. Loving it, loving it. And uh, been doing it a long time, 26 years now, been hauling meat around, and... Um, yeah. Damn. Just um, living over here in WA, West Australia right now. WA. Look and, at you sounding uh, like a local and yep. shit. <laughs> well, well, 17 years I've been here now. I think it's long enough to be called a local anywhere, I think. Yeah, you're, fair you're enough. On, what, fair 10, well, 12 years now. And I figured that uh, I figured that you uh, – oh, fucking Jesus. <laughs> I, I, I figured you were local as soon as your San Diego ass started calling people mate. Yeah, well, that's you, – you don't want to sound – to well you have to kind of blend in don't you, you pretty much anywhere and everywhere you go brother you mate's do, pretty much the first thing you start to say you do not blend and my in. mate my my i know my mate doesn't really sound like any kind of mate anybody no <laughs> anybody no, no, no. says around here it's it sounds it sounds I mean, a bit goofy by the way uh, important question have you ever had hair yeah yep because i met you that's that, that's all i'm going to give you is yep fucking bald <laughs> as can be since i was 12 since I was 21, I've been shaving it, actually. we, You know, we actually um, talked about I, this recently. I want you to tell the story of why you decided to shave your head. Oh, Jesus. All right, so I was on my way to New Zealand, actually, for work. And uh, I got somehow I got stuck into Vegas and ended up working at Skydive Las Vegas. Stuck. And one of the blokes there, yeah, stuck, which is a good place to get stuck, by the way. If you're yeah. ever going to get stuck anywhere, Vegas is not a bad place to get stuck. In. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh yeah. So we, um, as you know, you know, Simon Wade. Very well. He was, he was the uh, only bald fucker there at the drop zone. And he was convincing me, trying to convince me really hard, by the way, that I should shave my head. Uh, yeah. No, not having it. No, I mean, I'm 21. I got a full set of hair. I'm doing good. I, I'm happy with, with, with life, you know? He says, he says, not because I'm telling you, he goes, you know, two, three weeks here. And he goes, it's just going to be, it's just going to be a mess. Like, so obviously two or three weeks into it, I think it was almost exactly what he called it. But my hair literally at the end of every day, and I've got really thick, coarse hair, had. a lot of it, but really thick, co- had, had thick, coarse hair. <laughs> and it was just at the end of the day, after, after doing 10, 12 tandems, you're just, you're just hair is sticking straight out and it's just full of sand and sweat. And I didn't look, uh, you didn't look like a professional guy when you're trying to shake somebody's hand and go, Hey, I'm your instructor. And right. you look like you know, it's just everywhere. So I think I, I, I bit the bullet and, and I went to a number one or a number two, I think on the shaving scale. And then 
looked in the mirror, and of course, the two and three is just horrendous sure. looking. Yeah, yeah. I don't care who, what what level you start off. When you do that, you're like, yeah, okay, I fucked this up. I might as well go down to the nub. And then it went to the number one. And then I'm looking at it and going, well, let's. I, for, I think I worked two or three days with the number one. And, and you know, every time you put your helmet on, it's like that big velcro stick into your helmet and you're trying to move it around you're like oh okay well what's the difference really i might as well just give it a go right he said to shave it to shave it all i'm like oh, i'll just try it bald it'll grow back to number one literally my hair within about 12 hours right or less yeah so as soon as i shaved it bald it was just obviously if, if you've ever shaved your head bald bald it's the weirdest freaking feeling in the world sure Kind of a cool feeling, but you know, you're in. I was doing lots of lots of little things back then, swimming and in the water. Just even getting the water in your head, it just drips right off. Right. You know, but instantly, it was literally at the end of the day. It was just so much to me, anyway. This is being a fan <laughs> of being bald, which is why I'm still bald. But right. I just I love the feeling of it, just being nice and clean and shaven. Well, no, and you're you're still bald like because looking. Uh, you're still bald because, as you and I have discussed, <laughs> when you decided to grow your hair back out, not as much of it came out as you expected. No. True. True. Very true. Well, that and being that said- was only it, a few years ago. And when you and I met, you were bald as a billiard ball, and we were trying to entice yeah. you to get in the van with us by offering you candy and naked women. <laughs> I would have got in for free. <laughs> <laughs> it was, what was that? Eddie Carroll's van. It looked like a little Scooby-Doo van. It looked like a, a fucking just, rapist van. Yeah, it was horrible. You know, the funny thing, I was just getting a job at uh, Vegas skydiving. Something like that. I think it was or something like that. It was yeah. a, one of the three or four that was starting up around there. Uh, Nick Hogue's little little thing. But yeah, I literally walked out and you guys are like, I, I think Eddie was in the, in the driver's seat and you opened the door. I think that was Dale hitting there, sitting there as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and you're and here you are just kind of going, come over here, come over here. And I'm like, okay, I'm in Vegas and I got some guy in a Scooby-Doo van, literally the same color, going, hey, come over here. I'm like, hey, this could be my lucky day. <laughs> there you go. I had no, no idea who you guys were. But yeah, talked me into coming and working for you and yeah, there you go. It was a hell of, later. A, hell of a fucking decision. We had, I'll tell you what, it was we, a had good some, decision. we had some times, we had some definite times, but uh, fuck, we had some hairy times too. Although, I mean, you're not one for for uh, um not getting into sticky situations you've had more than your fair share actually that's one of the reasons why i wanted to talk because uh, um we've done one of these before and i believe i called you a pussy because i didn't think your stories were up to snuff because <laughs> uh, you didn't let loose with so many different good stories and so i swore i was going to get you to do another one and make you drink a yeah. few beers which you're doing right now uh, so we could go back a and beers. yeah, and talk about some of these Reminisce. stories. Yeah, Reminisce. yeah, for sure. Because well, Vegas, Vegas, Vegas was a good time for both of us. Yes. You know, we were both just getting into the big tandem scene, and both of us at that time really heavily as well. Especially when we started working at Vegas Extreme, and it was just it was game on. Then you're you know you were doing ten to twelve jumps a day, seven days a week, and plenty of time for work. And then of course you know you're done two o'clock in the afternoon there. Sure. <laughs> and then you've got the nightlife. So you and I in Vegas at nighttime. Yeah. Well, just although, another 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 good story. But. That was that was one upshot to Vegas too. Being at that age, I mean, I I kind of how many fucking naked tandems do you think we did over the years? Because I shot video for oh. you strapped to some naked uh, more than a few yeah. naked people. 
Well, wasn't it the, that's pretty much how he started the, the company was throwing it out there. Like, I think the first two or two or three months, it was, if you jump naked, you jump in <laughs> jump for free. free. <laughs> yeah. And of course, every hooker in Vegas and stripper said, oh, I'll take my clothes off for a living anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think he was regretting that decision. But you and I were loving it. We're like, wow, we're getting paid the same amount of money. And everybody we're taking for the first six weeks here are naked. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. and I, re- <laughs> no. I remember one in particular because she, uh, um, she thought it was hilarious that she was going to jump naked. And she wanted her mom to be horrified. So she wanted the video yeah. to be just ridiculous. So I'm like, all right, how can I make a ridiculous any more ridiculous than her being naked? So you're getting her in the harness, and I start the interview by zooming literally macro close up to her nipple and backing out to say, <laughs> "Hey, who are you? And what are we doing? Remember that one? Yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> Fucking yep. hell. And and, and I, I'm pretty sure the the end result on that one was you going around the backs. You know how we used to do the whole. I'll go right, you go left. Yep. And then you ended up stopping halfway and getting the, the, the back end. Yep. And holding for a good five, eight second shot. Yep. In the middle of a free fall, just letting the world know that, hey, this person is jumping naked. Yep. Because yep. <laughs> if you didn't know already, you got the big lip, you got the big lips shining and flapping in the wind. I tell you what, any naked body in the world does not look good. Doesn't matter how good fall. a shape you're in. It's yeah. at 120 miles an hour, nothing looks right. <laughs> Absolutely. And from the backside. Yeah, girl, girls for women, not very flattering. I don't think guys are much it's more fucking attractive because uh, it, no, it's not. No. I mean, I wouldn't want to see my fucking scrot <laughs> filled up with 120 no. miles an hour of air. Not That's, good, which is why it was always nice doing the video or doing the tandem. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I don't mind having naked people strapped to me as long as I'm not required to be naked with them. It was all good. So, so I had asked you to to think about a couple of uh, stories, but I know that there's already a couple, and we may have talked about it on the first one. But I want you to recap because you're one of the few people I know uh, that have had a fucking double malfunction, and you're here to talk shit about it because it was a proper double mal, and it was on. Yeah, a tandem. it was. It was. It wasn't a super super double mal, but it was definitely a, a, a it'd be considered a double malfunction. It was. Um, yeah, it was. Oh, oh, it was. It was definitely. It was in Vegas at the time. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I remember, um, Brad Wedge is on that load with me on a little 182 on a way up to altitude. And we just got some old reserves. Um, Eddie's made it, sent them in from the old military reserves that they normally throw away after 20 some years or whatever, but he got a pretty good deal on them. And, you know, you, you put those things out and you walk through them and you're, you know, you're pulling material inside the cells and you can see the. You can see where the, it's stitched through. The, even the stitch marks are stretching. You know, you're like, oh, she's hoping not to use this anytime soon. But I, I took a look up. He was about two or uh, or 172 kilos. Was that uh, 380? Jesus, you know, fuck. big big boy. Remember, remember the, the director of Homeland Security. Like, that whole group came out. Oh, Brett, yeah, Brett, and uh, and they flat out said nobody yeah, jumps yeah. if he doesn't jump. That's right. Because so I had to shoot he the was fucking the last video. Guy we rode Shambode for it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, yeah, anyway, I'm, I'm up on that. I'm starting to stress out on the plane. Um, I think I, I asked Wedge, I says, uh, what, 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 res- what reserves do we have in here? And he's just like, oh, I think that's the, no, 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 you're good. And he starts stressing because I'm stressed, but I'm not stressing out. You know, he's, he, he thinks I'm stressing out. So he's starting to wig out and he's just like, why, why? But I was like, no, 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 I just, I'm going to pull a bit high in this one. So he's, 
he's peaking now. <laughs> so he's, he's thinking about pulling high. So I remember going out and I exit first and I'm looking over my shoulder and, and you know, it's a one eight two. We're already, we're only like 12,000 feet, you know, 11,000. I look at my shoulder. He jumps out, pulls straight away. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's so big. So he's got a long parachute right around. I'm laughing. I'm going, all right. Well, he, he's, I, he definitely took that to heart, pull high. Um, so I pull, I think probably around 9,000 feet because I'm, I'm, proper stress and i don't know why but yeah i'm just like okay well, well and we're also what it, it, comfortable it, feeling at that landing area we're what two thousand foot above sea level yeah yeah the density altitude it's it's low so you're going a bit quicker there and it's just i think all the little factors added me knowing the reserve wasn't you know what i mean up to par and you just want to take all those tiny little precautions when you're starting to think about all these little things hit you in the back head if you're not always thinking then you're going to get caught out sure so sure. you have to always think about these little things. So sure enough, I'm, uh, you know, I, I pull, look up and boom, you know, I've got this line over. I'm like, Oh shit, really? But I'm kind of happy about it. I'm just like, Oh, okay. it's right in the middle of the canopy. And if you've ever done tandems, you know what I'm talking about. You can get the line over. If, if you get a line over on the right side, the left side, it's kind of towards the end. You can always just crank it and let up, crank it. You know, you can get them to pop off the ends, but the ones that are right over the middle, you don't have a chance. Don't right. have a chance. And it was one over the middle, but I remember thinking, all right, well, that was it. That was what I was stressing about. Not, no problem. No problem. I tried a couple times. I don't know why. Probably out of hat. It's sure. just habitual that you try that even because with his weight, line over, not happening. Didn't take long. Tell him, cross your arms, hitch head, head back, you know, poop, poop, cut away. I look up. I'm like, oh, perfect. Nice, beautiful parachute. Not a problem. Going to do my control check. Deep right, deep left, all the way deep in bricks. Yep, cool. Let up. Let up. right side goes up, no problem. Left side sticks all the way down. Whew, whew. I start spinning hard. Whew, whew. Now this guy, um, I, I should recap. He came out with the, one of the biggest entourages I've ever seen. Oh yeah, this guy was was coming out to skydive to get over the fear of heights. Remember? <laughs> yeah, like it's yeah, like. 30 immediate family members there, you know? <laughs> so I'm thinking, all right. And he was just a real big tall boy. He probably just for comfort before the, the jump decided to eat, you know, 50 Mackers, McDonald's hamburgers, you know? So I was messing with him all the way up, of course. And it was all my fault. I said, oh, man, if you find yourself, you know, back in free fall after we have a, something go wrong, kiss your ass goodbye. That's it. We're, we're done. All we're the horrible jokes. You know, all, all the horrible jokes that you say day to day to day to day that you know will never happen that are actually happening that right. day. And I deserve every bit of what's coming to me because <laughs> I, I egged it on, you know. So here we are. I cut away. I tell him to put his head back. And, you know, he's thinking, oh, this guy said we're fucked if anything happens. Right. And here I go, I'm fucked. <laughs> so I cut it away, head back. He crosses his arms. Boom, reserve comes out. All good. So as soon as this happens, like I'm, as soon as I'm thinking, oh, oh, good, perfect, perfect, you know, a great parachute. He's in the middle of going, Bleh! he's starting to vomit all over me. Awesome. He starts just projectile vomiting, and as you're going forward on a tandem, it's like sticking your head out in the car and somebody in the front seat puking. The guy in the back seat cops it, you know. So I'm just literally covered in this guy's vomit, and of course I've got the cutaway and the reserve handles in my mouth, and you know I'm just. I've got my, my teeth half open. You know, you can't really close your mouth with handles in your mouth. No. 
But that's the last thing you want to do is throw your handles away because all your mates are like, oh, you threw your handle away, huh? You right. fucking panicked on that. <laughs> yeah, you know? So just to save face, even though you're going to die, at least you died with, with your handles in your cutaway mouth. handles in your mouth. Yeah, yeah, you're like, oh, well, he died with some dignity. He didn't <laughs> waste 100 bucks. <laughs> you know? Which is, a, yeah, so... So he's he's puking all over me, and I'm realizing at the same in the same moment that you know we we now we've got problems on on the reserve. Our only final parachute to save our life. It's freaking spinning, 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 and it's in a hard left spin, and I can't get you know I, I've done the control check. It's gone all the way down. What's happened? It's just it's caught on the old brass connector link on the left side. Right. It's just tied itself somehow in a knot. It was a it was a rigging error, but it was just not coming loose. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, fuck. It's just. You know, and, and I'm looking at it and I can't, I just don't know what's going on at this point. I sure. just, I don't know why it's in a knot. So I'm, you know, obviously you crank the right side down just to even it out. So you quit spinning because altitude is your, your only friend at that moment. Right. So, you know, I need both hands to undo this. So I'm telling the guy, I'm like, hold, hold the toggle. Don't let go. You know, he's just like, bleh, bleh. <laughs> he's puking. So with the same hand I'm holding the toggle with, I'm punching him in the ribs and I'm just like, Hey, 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 you know, I'm like, hold this, hold this. He's like, uh, he's kind of looking at me like, hold this or we're going to die. <laughs> and of course, bleh, he's puking. And then he grabs both hands. He grabs the right toggle. So I'm with both my left hand and right. I'm just trying to undo this thing. I'm doing this thing. And I'm like, this is not going, man. We're, we're fucked. Like we're literally with our weight, like, and which is, you know, another one of the reasons they make it so that, you know, 500 pounds is the maximum suspended weight you're supposed to have under reserve. And sure. we've far, we've, maybe a pound, really a couple ounces that over. By yeah. 500 pounds, we're a thousand pounds now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. Well, I'm, and that's all I popped in my head. I'm like, okay, well, that's probably why they have that rule. You know, all right. That makes sense. Too late. <laughs> And like everything else in my life, I'm like, I had to figure it out the hard way. I'm like, right. okay, this is why I'm going to die right now because I didn't pay attention. Right. So we're spinning, spinning, spinning. And I'm just like, okay, well, I can get the reserve knife. I can get, or get, the, get the knife out. And how many, how many times you've ever had to reach down and pull that knife off your student's harness? You're like, hey, I can finally use this. Right. You know? right. Like, this thing that's always there, that's always pushing into your chest plate on every opening. Right. Like, Hey, I get to finally use the knife, you know? I'm like, right. I don't want to use this knife. I don't want knife. to use this I'm knife. Like, if I use this fucking knife, you know, we're going to pound into the ground at like 70 Ks an hour. Like, yeah. we're going to wake up <laughs> paraplegics in the hospital. I'm like, fucking game over either way. I'm like, right. and if I let us spin it in the ground, we're dead. So yeah. I'm like, okay, uh, what do I do? Yeah, it was one of those moments you just kind of go, uh, what, do, what, do I, what do we got to do? And I'm like, right. okay. And I realized the, the camera, I'm like, we're fucked. I'm like, I literally went, yeah, we're fucked. And then I realized my camera was still on. I'm like, oh, no, the camera's videotaping me. I can't just give up. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I've got to look like I at least tried until the end. Like, look at this fucking stupid ass he fucking gave up he couldn't lift you know i'm like oh you hear these stories hey at least he tried until they hit the ground he did all he could i'm like all right i gotta at least be the hero as i'm dying you know? right so vanity really saved me in the end because <laughs> like, i was like i was i was about to whisper hey we're fucked <laughs> keep on puking pal that'll keep me entertained till we hit the ground you know so we kept spinning them on like, oh, so he's got this handle i'm like 
I'm reaching up, I'm pulling on it. And I, you know, obviously with the camera, I'm like, I'm trying to try to get it, trying to shake it. And no matter what I do, it's just not going. And I'm looking right at it now. I'm like, that's a solid knot. There's no way that's coming loose and you can't cut it or we're fucked. I'm like, yeah. So I just kind of with the camera on, I just kind of kept pulling on it, shaking it, pulling on it, shaking it. And that just, this, this time I'm just kind of looking at the canopy. I'm trying to breathe slow. And I'm like, yep, game over. Like we're done. We're done. That's it. But I wanted to keep looking busy because the camera sure. was on. Sure. Like, look cool to the end. You know? So boom, boom, shake, 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 pull, pull, pull. Okay. I'm like, come on. Fuck. Why can't we just hit the fucking ground already? <laughs> this is agonizing. I'm like, you know, trying to trying to waste time till I die at this point. You know, the whole your whole life you try to make it all last, and now I'm like, fucking hurry up and get here. <laughs> you know. So this thing, I still to this day, I like, I can't explain it, but it fucking popped open. It came undone. I don't know how a knot comes undone, but boom, popped, came undone. We leveled out. He's still, and I, you know, left let the left toggle up starting to go straight and he's still cranking on that right one. So now <laughs> we start woof, whipping to the right. So I got to intentionally pull the left one down. And I'm like, let go, let go. Give me the toggle. And he's just, oh, bleh, he's still puking on me. You know, I'm just like, let go or we're going to die. And he's just right. like, what is it? Hold on or let fucking go. Or, you know, I'm going to die either way. Bleh, he's puking, you know, fucking cranked on him again. I'm like, let go. You know, each time I had to hit the guy for him to listen to me. So I hit him again. He lets go, grab the toggles. I literally looked, I, I kind of looked to the left, saw the ground. It was close. I kind of grabbed the toggles, had a deep flare, flared, and we landed. <laughs> Dude, we, we landed in the middle of the fucking peas. You couldn't do that a billion fucking times if you tried. You know what I mean? Like it just so happened. We were right in the, like I, it was all looked like I did it on purpose. Of course. But of yeah, course. So yeah. Well, now the real but, question uh, is we, though, were you on the yeah, next load? We landed. Uh, I was. <laughs> of I course was. you were. We landed. We landed. Uh, he's sitting there and he's uh, still looking at, and, and of course I'm still got the camera on because I'm now just elated that we're alive and I just don't know how it all happened that way. So I'm just going to keep the whole flow going and I just kind of look at him like, hey, you got something like right here. And I'm pointing at his cheek, you know, and he's looking at me and bleh, one more vomit comes out, you know, and I. Then I looked at the camera and flipped the, flipped the camera off, and then I shut it off, and that was that was the end of that video. Awesome, awesome. Well, the, the good thing, yeah. But I had to hop on the next one, as you do. You know, this is that's that's one thing uh, for me. We don't always hop on the next load. Not everybody does that. Some people are like, "That's it for the day." I know when my goose is cooked. But for me personally, I learned this my my first year skydiving. We had uh, one of the guys in Sky of San Diego um, go in. Mm. And uh, BuzzFeed asked, asked the whole load um, who wanted to be on the next load and who wanted to be off. And he was just doing a kind of balance it out kind of load. Yeah. And for me, that was like a really turning point. Like if I go home and sit at the beach and drink a couple of beers, I'll never come back to this. Yeah. Like that's it for me. Yep. So for me, I had to be on the next load just to go, no, no. Nope, all good, all good. And it was one of the worst jumps I ever had in my life. Sure. Um, in you know, in San Diego, I was just like, oh, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks, you know. But just the whole feeling for me of keeping going, keeping going, and you know, wipe that away. That's that's you know, shit happens. That's life. 
Oh, I agree. No, no, I'm I'm right there with you. I was the same way and and, um, in the the times when there's been something really negative that's happened on one of the drop zones that I was at, as soon as we were able to jump again, we were jumping. The only time I almost didn't jump was when a good friend uh, went in and crossed keys, and I was just up the road at a special event jumping in uh, Wildwood on the beach. Uh, And we got word uh, that she had gone in and I had to be on the next helicopter load. Um, And I stood down. I'm like, I can't No, no fucking way. I mean, I'm literally still in tears and in shock. Uh, And uh, the owner at the time comes to me and says, I really, I really need you on this. I know this sucks, but I really need you on this. So I went and did the jump. And I'm, I, I suppose I'm glad I did the jump, but by then I'd already been in the, in the sport for a bunch of years. So I wasn't going anywhere, yeah. but that was a, that was the yeah. toughest one I ever had having to get back right in the air. But after I yeah. personally had a close call or an injury, I was back in the air as soon as I could, as soon as I could be. Yeah. It's different not? for everybody. Well, plus. Yeah. Why not? Well, that's, that's how you think, but that's, that's different for, for some people They go, no, nah, no, nah, why not? There's a reason why not. Maybe because you're on edge or because you're not thinking straight now. Or you have too much sure. on your mind. There's, a lot of different reasons why you wouldn't, safety, well, you know, for safety wise. I'll tell you what, though, for, have to do it. for especially for for you and I and the kind of careers that we had jumping in Vegas, if we stopped jumping every time we had a fucking close call, <laughs> Jesus man, how Jesus. many fucking loads? I mean, I'll never forget. Uh, again, you you can credit your baldness to Simon. I can credit some of the scariest fucking jumps I ever did to Simon, including one where uh, um, from the ground. It was one of those days where they started calling up, and you'll remember this: a strong thirty. Because remember, we'd yeah. get the wind speed <laughs> before we exit. Yeah. And the rule yeah. of thumb was if it was we over thirty, <laughs> yeah, it was a right. strong thirty. You never ever said it was a strong thirty. Strong and it could have been thirty-seven. Oh yeah, could yeah, thirty-seven. And <laughs> most likely it was thirty-seven. Oh yeah, we used to always stop no matter what at forty. Forty was our limit. Oh yeah. Now, but now for it. there's yeah. a lot of people out there that are shitting their pants. Yes, forty, forty miles an hour. Yeah. So yeah. A strong 30 and you'd keep going. Well, we'd had a couple of jumps that were fucked up that day. And so I asked one of the guys that was going to be on the ground for this load. I'm like, dude, it's fucking nasty out there. Do me a favor. After we get the wind call, go take a look because I really want to know what this is fucking blowing. So, of course, we get the strong 30 call and Simon and I both know it's fucked. And you know Simon, he's got that dry British sense of humor and he'll joke around, but this is one of the (laughs) few times I've ever seen him sincere. No matter how hot it was, he would always jump in that white jumpsuit and gloves, always gloves. He took off his fucking right glove, shook my hand, and said it's been good working with you. Right. So out the door we go. I'm shooting video for him. I was jumping a stiletto 120 at the time, and it was so fucking strong that I was backing it in faster than a 120 flies fucking forward. Like, ridiculous. I was under a 120 looking for fucking catchers. So, of course, I get on the ground. Oh, yeah. I get on the ground. I have to. That's the only time I've ever had to cut a sport canopy away because I couldn't get it controlled. It was that fucking strong. And according to the guy that I asked, it was blowing like 44, 45 miles yeah. an hour. Are you fucking no, kidding me? Strong, strong 30, man. Strong 30. Strong 30. 30. Yeah, because that fucking <laughs> cocksucker just had to have his money. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, I mean, if it was every time it. we stood down, but then again, I mean, you remember the fog jump. Yeah, the fog jump. Jesus, man. That well, that was after we fortunately weren't working with 
at Michael Hawkins. Yeah, no, this was this was a bunch of years later. But at his, yeah, a couple years later. Right, at his place. What, what was that? That that was. I remember. Us, yeah, it was. Um, okay, it was early morning. We it, first it must load. have been maybe fifth, fifth, first load, fifty feet off the ground, fog just as far as you can see. But normally in Vegas, it would clear the second the sun hit. It like like that. It would just instantly evaporate. Yeah. And we're like, you know what? By the time we get this load going, by the time we get the people from the air. And a thirty-minute flight with a full load on a one eight two, yeah, and Vegas heat. You know what I mean? Like it's it'll be clear, it'll be blown out, and if not, definitely by the time we jump out and land another six six minutes, it's just gonna be gone. Of course. So the whole time you and I are looking at both windows, going, "Yep, yeah, no, that's." Can you see the ground? Uh, kinda. I can see the mountains. I'm like, "Yeah, I can." Both in denial. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can see on this side. It looks like it's kind of clearing out too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we're good. We're good. We're good. We got about, about seven, eight thousand feet. How's your side looking? Yeah, it's getting better. It's getting better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's getting better on my side too, man. Yeah, I can definitely kind of like it'll be gone when we jump. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that was it. I don't know if we were just hung over in the night and we just didn't want to freaking deal with it. But literally, I don't know what you were thinking when you jumped out, but when I jumped out, I didn't even it didn't even register. I was looking around as you normally do. I'm like, okay, and then I looked at the ground. I was like, oh, that fucking fog. I'm like, okay, well, that's thicker. It's getting thinner. Like we talked about this on the way up. It's getting kind of thicker. It's no, it's oh fuck. <laughs> I can't even see the ground, man. Like not for like hundreds of yards in each direction. I'm like, where the fuck are we gonna land? Yep. And at this point, I'm thinking, okay, now, now maybe it's really thin and it's like next to the ground and it's really like literally kind of flare and you'll be there kind of kind of fog. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, no. Nah. It, <laughs> it wasn't that at all, was it? I remember yeah. when we both went <laughs> I, into that fucking fog and I remember at, at like a thousand feet or maybe just under a thousand <laughs> feet by my altimeter, I already had my student with his fucking legs up. Because, and, and yeah. of course, same thing, we're shooting hand cams, so the video's rolling, so I've got the captain voice on, and I'm trying to sound real confident, yeah. but I'm shitting my pants because <laughs> I'm in it now, and the fog is now up to probably yeah. close to a 1,000 feet, and it's yeah. thick, fucking it's thick. thick man. I don't thick. know where you are because you're out there, thick. too. We've we've lost each other. There's nothing. Like, it is zero, zero on the way down. And I remember I got my students' feet all the fucking way up, and I just picked a direction. I'm like, fuck it. This feels right. I know there's mountains and power lines, but this feels right. And a highway. I could end up landing on I-15 and get run yeah. over by a fucking truck. Which was, which was like, literally uh, 50 yards from where we landed. Oh, yeah. Like, for everybody else to know the whole, like, there were power lines and a highway. A freeway, a big south fucking highway, to San Diego. Yeah, like fifty yards from our landing area. Yep, yep. Which is the only highway there. But when it's fog and you can't see anything, yep, yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I remember it. It was literally a uh, um, the freakiest fucking feeling in the world, flying around with yeah. no sense of motion. Because it was no, smooth. Dude. Obviously, it was smooth as can be. The air wasn't moving at all. Too, too early to know what time it was or oh. which direction it was west or north. Or you're just like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. I yeah, just, yeah. My only job is to flare on time, yep. but I have no idea how deep this goes. Yep. Yep. I remember telling my guy once he got his legs up and he was holding them up for quite a while like a fucking champ. And I'm like, so look, um, 
I can't see any better than you can at the moment, so we're going to have to be ready to yeah. kind of, you know, this could be brisk. <laughs> and, of course, I think I yeah. got visibility of the ground probably about the same time as you, maybe 15 feet off the ground. I don't know. And cranked yeah. out the hardest fucking flare I could. And we actually yeah. landed quite soft, and amazingly oh. enough, within, what do you think, 100 yards of the landing oh. area? Pretty close, yeah. You were like you were on the other side, and I was, yeah. Literally, we landed on opposite sides. Yep. But yeah, and that was what were the four? What were we jumping? Four twenty, four twenty-one. What was it? No, no, no. It was the old. Actually, no. They weren't. They weren't the old canopies. But uh, um, it would have been the. They were ZP. I'm not sure. I just remember just. I just remember stabbing the shit out of it, and literally nothing happening because you're in the dense fog anyway. So yeah. It just makes it all kind of. No matter what you do, you don't feel anything, you know. But I, I do remember thinking, like as I'm in it, I'm like, I want, like, <laughs> I'm like, I wonder where Dean's at. I wonder how he's doing. And that, that whole just knowing that you're as fucked as I am just kind of made me feel better. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm really screwed here. I could hurt myself. I'm like, I bet we land better than Dean now. <laughs> Fuck, he's, he's probably screwed over there. He's not gonna be able to handle this. Fuck, they're gonna pow. They're gonna flip her. They're gonna, Oh, I hope he's going to be okay. And like just worrying about you made me feel better. All right. Well, yeah. see, it's the same thing though. So you and I, it was kind of funny because we'd worry about how the other one was doing while still secretly hoping that they're more fucked than you. Which means you're not as fucked. Yeah. It, just, it really means you're not as fucked as you think you are well, because and, they're more fucked than we I are. I don't even know how it got started because it was never really a, a competition that we voiced, but clearly somewhere along the lines we decided to see who had the bigger fucking balls or at least who was, was more willing to go there. And I think we both finally just called it a draw at some point. Yeah, when, well, <laughs> yeah we're good. It comes to – I think it comes to a point. Like because – like most days out there are, and this is before they really, you know, for you and I, it was like, okay, you go, your rules are your rules. Like there are no rules. Yeah. Basically your rules are as big as your balls are for that day. And those are the rules that day. Yeah. And we are both pretty freaking keen to make cash. And we were, you know, yeah. it was just, so we're like, okay, well, we're just doing this to make cash. And we love doing what we're doing. That was the, obviously the number one, reason we were doing it but it was just to going okay well you can only have so many of these days before you have to start to go fuck all right why am i all right no no right. no no, no. It, 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 you have to have these little games that you play yes you know like oh, yeah surely you're not gonna want to go and like on the days that i was sketched out i would feed off of you i'm like what do you think like sounding as confident as i can what do you think like this is you know i'd, I'd have you i had this look on my face like yes yeah, this is all right right and you'd look at me like yeah, I'm like <laughs> fucking liar. Yeah, yeah. This is fucking the worst doing So many fucking I'm things. Like, okay, I guess neither of us <laughs> wanted to admit that it was completely no. fucked. Don't do this. No, <laughs> it wasn't good. But I tell you what, my my um, you up your game when you jump in conditions like that. Yep. And when you have consistent days of thirty to thirty-five, you're like, this is an easy day. Oh yeah, easy day. Well, and yeah, that's crazy so it, too, it, right? Sometimes you you go out on a d to day jumping when it's fifteen to twenty, and people are standing down, and you're looking around, going, "Are you are you fucking kidding me? Really? You're yeah, stopping because you're man. used to just I getting know. the shit kicked out of you." I mean, I was better for a while at landing a tandem canopy backwards. Yeah, yeah. You just so that get, was. Um, you get used to it. 
Yeah, yeah. you get used to it. Well, yeah. Yeah. now, to to change the subject just a little bit so that people don't get the impression that we only do stupid things in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Or oh, only, no. only, only whole, used to do, lives. yeah, only <laughs> used to do stupid things in the air. I should say, how the fuck did we end up between the two of us going through like half a bottle of fucking Valium and driving through a massive snowstorm up a mountain? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how that happened in a in a rear yeah, wheel drive that- fucking truck with semi bald tires up to Mount Charleston in a basically a blizzard. Just off of our asses. I don't remember if that was well. It did a few times because they had Mount Charleston was a really good spot to go snowboarding. Yes. So that was in the winter time. You know, you you skydive up in the morning and then you go up in the evening to do snowboarding. You know, from three or four o'clock to to nine or ten o'clock in the evening in Charleston. And you know, sometimes it would shut down early because because there's actually a, a storm up there. Yeah. But I think we had it in us one one. I think the night you're talking about. Because we were going to go up there to have some fun and end up being this freaking blizzard. Well, we were like, ah, oh, fuck it. And we were going to go up and we were going to go to the Mount Charleston Lodge and have a couple of drinks. Like, that was the idea. Yeah. And, and I don't even know yeah, why Kahlua, we decided that. Yeah. Kahlua hot chocolate. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we decided we were going to yeah. go up yeah, there. Right. How we ended up eating a bunch of fucking Valium, I don't know. But I remember we got stuck halfway up the mountain and we were so relaxed and so comfortable with life at that point that we're like, fuck it. It's only like four miles. Let's walk. So we close the doors of the truck and we start walking up the hill. And I think about five minutes later, that massive four wheel drive truck filled with three or four ridiculously hot chicks pulls over and goes, that's right. We, that's right. That's right. We met those girls at strippers. Do you guys need a ride? So next thing you know, we're sitting at the Mount Charleston lodge (laughs) with a bunch of strippers getting drunk on top of all the Valium. Oof. Yeah. So again, but that was the objective. Wise, we wanted Kahlua. Wise decisions. Kahlua, wise decisions. <laughs> the other non-jumping one I wanted to talk about was the time that actually the two times that you almost killed me scuba diving. Oh well, that wasn't completely your fault. One hundred percent my fault. One hundred percent. Okay, maybe. Well, I'm taking seventy percent. No, no, this is one hundred percent. One hundred percent. I'm so, taking eighty percent of that. You you can take eighty percent of a hundred and then add twenty because yeah you are a willing participant. I never yeah. had been scuba diving in my life. We had to go to two different scuba shops to rent equipment because you had to rent everything on your paddy license. Yeah, yep. and we the yep. first so dive been- the first dive we did was a day dive yep. in murky water in Lake Mead just yep. to and go blow bubbles. I think we went maybe 20 feet down and you told me, all right, push this to go down, push this to go up. Don't go up faster than your slowest bubble. It's pretty fucking simple though. You yeah. have to admit, I've been so, diving since I was 13. Sure. Right? You, you were, you're on me for uh, a whole year. We got to go scuba diving. We got to do scuba diving. For sure. So that was the whole well, like, okay, let's let's make it a bit scary. Well, no, the first time. one was the first one was pretty safe because we. Well, we that was the day dive. Yeah, that was yeah, the day dive. We didn't That's go right. deep enough to to get in trouble. I think we were down twenty feet just Ooh. blowing bubbles. There was nothing to see. Yeah. I was just getting used yep. to it. That's right. It was the second fucking dive. The second fucking dive. So now, where, yeah. That's right. But now, you, at this point, you know what's going on. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you you've gone in this. It's the same day. Yeah, I'm a pro. Like you've gone that day. You're a pro. You're you're fucking fully qualified. In my eyes, <laughs> I mean that's pretty. That's pretty much what Patty does. They go, "Yep, yeah, you can blow bubbles. Put a sticker on your back." Yeah, <laughs> let's go. He's been there. 
So I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's do a night dive now. Cause you're like, yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. Let's, yeah, let's do it. And you're, you're all talking about something deeper already. I'm like, yeah, okay. Let's, instead of doing something deeper, cause that's, that's literally where you can start getting in trouble when you start going deep, which is, I think, what we ended up doing anyway. Yeah. So the night dive, there was a, I think it was a little shipwreck or something down there. It wasn't, I was sitting on the, it was, it was the one it that was, was sitting on the uh, toilet. Uh, oh, I'll take it from here. Yeah. Yeah, so the boat yeah. was down to about, <laughs> was down to about, I want to say 40 feet. So it wasn't in crazy deep yeah. water, but it was still deep enough to get yourself in fucking trouble. It's, yeah. it's dark. It's the second time I've ever had a BCD on my back and a regulator <laughs> in my mouth. And we dive down to this boat with one flashlight. You've got the flashlight. Well, we were were fighting for gear. We couldn't find any gear. No. We had to go two different places to get the gear again, and I had one light left. Yes. So you had the flashlight, and so we get down (laughs) by the boat. Good times. And I'm I'm, kind of hanging onto the boat because it's freaky. It's murky fucking water. There's shit floating around all over the place. It's dark except for your flashlight beam, and every once in a while you would flash the light into your face make some fucking googly noise that I couldn't understand, laugh, and then so, swim around more. So Lake Mead, no sharks, by the way. No. Like, it's no not, you're not going to die down there. You're not going to get eaten alive. What's in your head is Jaws still. That, that, that's no. the only thing that's no. freaking you out. Is, what I'm going to die, I'm going to drown, and Jaws is nearby. What was in my head was <laughs> the only reason I know I'm not upside down right now is because I'm holding on to this fucking boat. Well, so you decide yeah. with the flashlight you're going to go inside the boat so you swim inside the boat and the instant you go in the boat with the flashlight it is now jet black pitch black i cannot see a fucking thing and i i don't know if i got something just in my throat or whatever but i started coughing and then started gagging and i'm acutely aware that i'm deep underwater and that you're nowhere to be my my fucking dive buddy has left me um and the only thing hey, we're, that, be, we're best friends to about 40 feet. Yeah, yeah. And the only thing that kept me calm was all the other stupid shit that we've done. I'm like, this is going to be a really fucking stupid way to die. <laughs> Luckily, I managed to get hey, control I, of the car. I was having a really good time. I think I was sitting on, there was a toilet. Yes. It was a sailboat. That's yes. what it was. It was a sailboat and they had a toilet on the second, like the second deck under. Yes. And you would have felt so on. fucking bad yeah. if you came out from the toilet and I was just dead. Dude. I would have denied even going out with you that night. I'd be like, hey, has anybody – it would have been a week later. I'd be like, has anybody seen Dean? No, no. The last time I saw him was like a month ago. No. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. All right. So that's the one here. where you almost killed me. Now cut to the very next day. The very next day, mm-hmm. we're going to go do a couple more dives, and we decide we're going to go in clear water. So we go yeah. uh, all the Deeper. way to, with Brad Wedge. We go all the way to the yeah, other side right. of the lake up in the Narrows where it's crystal clear yeah. water because it's being fed from the, the Colorado River. It's, and next to the wall. Yeah, it's next to the walls and boulders the, and everything. Yeah. And so we dive into yep. this crystal clear water, and I feel great because I can see everywhere. And I haven't been told I shouldn't go way the fuck down there. Well, that was we did. Was that that was our first dive? Right? No, that was the first dive. That of was the day. our third dive. Oh, the first dive of the day. Yeah, but we End went day, down. We probably so went good. down. If I had to guess, we were probably down close to a hundred feet. It was just no. It was about it was about ninety. Was, there's that level where you can go down. To, yeah, well, we're on the first dive, so you, you do you go as deep as you can. But if you go back up, you have to spin a certain amount out of out of the water. But the problem is 
we did that, but we went up, changed tanks. We didn't wait our allotted time and went back down. Oh, yeah. 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 That's when you get, yeah. Well, that's when we got in trouble. Uh, all I know is it was a great dive. <laughs> I had a lot of fun, and I did not think anything of that dive until years later when I got my scuba license and read about how stupid it would be on your third ever scuba dive <laughs> to just bomb down to 100 feet, swim around, blast back up to the surface, grab another tank, and then do it again. <laughs> So, for anybody that thinks that uh, we've just done stupid shit jumping out of airplanes, that is not the no, case. That no, is not the case. It's not the case. That being said, we got lucky because it, it, we both managed to survive the stupidest years of skydiving back when it wasn't quite as regulated <laughs> and you could get away with that shit. Uh, and both of us oh, learned Lord. some seriously valuable lessons because I've been able to pass on those lessons to a lot of people. I sure as shit know you have. Sure. Sure. You know. Yeah. It's, and it's important lessons. like. That's right. And it's just, you, you don't just, you can't just keep, you don't sit here and go, oh, I've done this, I've done this stupid thing and that stupid thing. This is what you should do next. That's not what you want to pass on, especially for the guys that are just getting into it or, or have been into it for a couple of years, a few thousand jumps. They're just, you know, you want to go, ah, that's at that point you go, well, I wouldn't do that because this could happen or that could happen. This can happen. And they're looking at you like, oh, he must have read this somewhere. Somebody taught him. <laughs> but it's actually, we've gone through that. We almost died. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like, you don't want to jump in the fog. Right. <laughs> well, so it's, this could kill you. It's like, fucking funny, though, right? Because there's a, there's a, it's a really weird mixture of pride in the insane things that we've done mixed with a hefty dose of embarrassment and shame. <laughs> right? Yeah, true. You know, yeah. I mean, because both you and I have taken massive people on skydives that we never should have taken on skydives. I look back at those jumps and think they're just the stupidest fucking jumps that we could have possibly done. Because, yeah. holy shit, what were we thinking? The fucking fog jump, you know, the literally falling victim to the DZO pressuring you into doing shit that you know you should not be doing. You know, all that stuff. But we survived it, so it becomes almost this mark of pride in an embarrassing way. And it makes for great stories, but they're stories that no one should ever try and repeat. Ever. No. And you always want to keep the new guys from doing little things like that. You know, and it's not just because it's you worry about them, you know, you like, cause you realize that we actually did get lucky. Oh, dude. You know, it's not because, Oh, we were way skilled. That's why it never happened to us. Cause we were badass. It's fucking lucky. It's not that at all. You're lucky. hundred percent luck. Well, so now know? here's, here's another thing too. And you and I were both very lucky, but take this for instance. Uh, how many years ago now was, was your neck and lower back surgery? Yeah, that was 2007, 2007. And that's, I mean, and that's from, uh, that's just not hard landings, but it's just opening shot from the old gear that they used to have. Sure. set 400s and 420. It's just, you just whack, smack, smack. And then I'm pretty sure Michael Hawks had this, um, this, this thing with, yeah, you don't buy new gear because he was all about preservation and, you know, use it a million times after it's been rebuilt 10 times. Yep. You keep jumping it. Anybody knows you. You put you put a new stitch in, in a cell, or you you rebuild a cell, or a center cell, or you patch this or patch that. It changes the dynamics of the parachute. Sure, it's going to open to the left or to the right, or have a hard opening, or it's going to do something weird, you know. And pretty much every parachute we were jumping at that place was just like, 
whack, whack, whack. <laughs> yep. It was just a train wreck well, all day long. Do you remember the year-end Simon video? Oh, yeah. Do you remember the year-end video that they produced from Skydive Las Vegas? I forget what year it was, but a good solid 10 minutes of it was this really intense music and the train wrecks of tandem openings and the camera guys hurting themselves trying to film them because they were disappearing out of frame so fast. I mean, yeah, man. that was the standard. No, it was fucking train wreck <laughs> after train wreck because you were jumping the 360s, 421s, and 500 F-111 tandem canopies that fucking just, they left their mark on you. So you ended up they with, mark, that's right. you, you, what was wrong I with had, your back well, and up, what was wrong I, with your neck? I had, um, I've had S1, L4, and L5 in my lower back replaced. Um, cages, pins, plates, the whole lot. This is before they had the um, disc replacement. Right. So it was, you know, back back then it was just uh, fusion only. And then um, in the neck, I've had I've broken my C2, and years later, I think C4 took the brunt of it all because, yep. you know. And then I've had C4 replaced, uh, which is funny enough. On another one of Michael Hawks's tandems, I, I remember getting down to the ground. And I uh, had just this gnarly hard opening and just it barely able to walk in. Like I remember the opening itself. It was just my, my arms and legs were, were just shaking like I can feel it all through my through my fingers. It was like a um, just like a jolt of electricity going through me and um, getting to the ground and not be able to walk or feel my hands and just going, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm, he's like, well, you know, are you good? Are you hurt? Are you injured? I'm like, oh, okay. I remember this from the military. I go, oh, I'm not, I'm not injured. I guess I'm just hurt. He's like, all right, you're on the next load. And little did I know it, I'd broken my neck on that jump. Yeah. My C2, I'd, I'd broken it. And I didn't know it for another year. Um, and you know, at that point it, it was just, you know, it, it's all downhill from there. You just, your body starts to wear and tear after that. And you, you still know what's going on. And then, you know, I think it was a chiropractor, like over a year later, he's just like, Oh, when'd you, when'd you break your neck? I, said, I've never, I think I would know if I broke my neck. He goes, you'd think so. You know? <laughs> I'm like, have I? He goes, you broke your C2 in half. Like it's literally the same spot. Christopher Reeve broke his neck in. You know, I was like, yeah, okay, well, that's that's happened. Uh, well, what's going to happen now? He's like, well, you, now you need your C4 replaced. Jesus <laughs> yeah. So well, I, I just literally held my chin with my hands for the first four to six months after the injury until it all healed up. I kept I kept jumping after that. Well, so and you, but, yeah, but now you're you're back to needing replacement, yeah. Yep. Yep. Now I need the um. Now I need C7, I think, replaced. And this is like you and I were just talking about this the other day, but you are actually finally trying to catch up with everyone all in one shot. I think yeah. you you need like three, two, three, three discs replaced for you. You're no, looking at what, what are you looking at right now? Four. <laughs> four. Four. Yeah. What C, the fuck, C3, four, <laughs> four, five, uh, five, six, six, seven. Yeah. I need four. Um, so. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. All of them are really badly bulging, and I've got, uh, what do they call them, osteophytes, which is a fancy word for bone spurs and shit. So uh, I get to have what they call um, hybrid cervical surgery on Monday, by the way. Yep. It'll be a week from the day that we record this. So actually, while this episode is airing, I will be getting cut yep. up. Uh, I'll be in surgery when this, <laughs> this episode airs. <laughs> so, yeah, right. 
Um, they're going to uh, replace the top and the bottom discs with the fancy new RoboCop fucking uh, articulating uh, nice. fake disc. Uh, and then they're going to have to nice. fuse the two middle ones. So nice. Doctor says, well, I mean, not nice, but I mean, well, he, it's nice that you get the replacement instead of the fusion. That, that's a, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'll be under the knife for about six hours. Um, and when it's over and done with, uh, for anybody that's listening and if you guys randomly feel numbness in your hands or when you're trying to go to sleep, <laughs> it feels like your arms are a little swollen or you're getting random pains that don't make any sense. You might want to go. <laughs> see a doctor get that checked out <laughs> yeah yeah um because he yeah. told me that if i didn't get it fixed i'm looking at eventually permanent nerve damage you know loss of motor function a whole bunch of really fun yeah. things the yeah, funny thing is stuff. uh and this is actually a but beside the fact that i won't be in pain anymore which would be fucking amazing apparently i'm gonna be taller when the surgery's over <laughs> Bro, you should have had this done years ago. Right, right. Years ago. It'll be in time for my wedding. <laughs> the, you you wouldn't have been the, the five foot six stripper. You would have been the six foot three stripper. <laughs> my my goal is I want to be at least close to as tall as my future wife uh, when when we're standing at the altar for fuck's sake. So that's right. You just and you just got engaged. Yes, yes, I did. Yes, wow, I did. Wow, yeah. what the? Yes, man. To a very tall Somebody Nordic woman. Tame. So I need to get taller. <laughs> Somebody. Somebody's taming the beast. Yeah, yeah. Does well, she know about all your all, all your um, past stories of? She, yeah, I'm she sure does. When we first started dating, she read my book and actually went out with me again. So <laughs> that's the worst thing she could have done. <laughs> you know, it's funny. She said she when when she first read it and we were first dating, she said she absolutely loved it and she was laughing her ass off and she thought it was great. She gave it to her dad. She gave it to her brother. So. That, <laughs> Yeah, all these people have read this book. Oh, that's not good. And then last year, somebody was mentioning the book, and she finally in front of me, she's like, I really loved it. I really enjoyed it, but I couldn't read it now. No. <laughs> she's like, I, no. I, I, I couldn't read it again. So, yeah, uh, the fact that uh, um, that she gave it to her dad and her brother and shit and that they're still willing to uh, be there when we get married Except is pretty you impressive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah, at when I am – actually, that's uh, I'm glad we brought this up because uh, um, a gentleman by the name of Brian Casserly from Pussfoot.com uh, has done an episode that's actually airing while you and I are doing this conversation. He's going to be doing a few cool. other episodes and pulling up a little slack for me because apparently with the way they do this surgery, it's going to trash my voice for a few weeks. Uh, so it'll make really? this. Yeah. Well, because they're going to be yanking. Well, that's all like, the drugs you're taking. Well, not just that, but actually I'm looking forward to that. Uh, no, it's because the, they cut through the front of my neck when they do this and they have to yank my trachea yeah, to right. the side and all that. So he's like, it'll. Yeah. Yep. You're gonna have a like a Barry White, but not nice Barry White voice for a while, and and so yeah. So Brian's gonna do a few episodes for me while I'm as we speak under the knife. So cool. yeah, yeah. Well, and and then Sweet. the the skydiver sense of humor came out, and the the fiance didn't appreciate it very much. I'm like, so we're we're engaged, right? And she's yes, this is amazing. I'm all so you're sure we're getting married? She's like, yes, absolutely. I'm like, cool, because if I come out of this thing a quadriplegic, I put a fucking ring on it. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you, you just bought yourself a vegetable just in case. <laughs> That's fucked up, man. She didn't think that was funny. She she didn't oh, think that she was did. funny. Of course she did. 
So uh, I want to ask. So we we talked about uh, um, fucked up jumps and stupid decisions that we basically got lucky. And anybody that discounts luck is a fool. There is a luck. There's a luck yep. factor involved in everything in life, and skydiving is yeah, included. Of course, there is. What's the advice you give to the younger guys that are listening to this right now that want to do tandems, that want to kind of go where we went, but they don't want to make those fucking mistakes? And what 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 would you say to them to what to do and what not uh, to do? Dude, that's a big question. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, you can't, you can't just, well, you can't sit there and rely on luck. Now, there's a reason that that, that Scott that, that Scott has gone a, a, a different direction in, in in the past years and and more towards a safer direction. Um, you know, in the past t- even ten years, you know, and it's for a reason. Sure. And we always try to to make sure that we don't make the same mistakes as we've done in the past, and we progress as a sport and. As, as a as a community and you know it, it, you know you don't want to to shut off the guy next to you who's trying to tell you to do the right thing and one of the first things I learned from from uh, one of my old best mates he's he's passed away but he's Adam Callahan was you know it you know if if you fuck up you do something wrong you really mess it up admit you're wrong yeah I did it I I fucked up and try to learn from it like how did I fuck that up yeah. You know, don't keep pushing it. You can, we always want to push a limit, and that's that's good. That's that's how we progress as a sport. Always pushing the limit, but not to 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 the to the uh, point where you're just disregarding one thousand percent every little safety. Sure. Thing well, we, and we try and, to put in place over the years, and you don't want to push it, especially when it comes to tandems. So it's it's one thing when you're doing no. it on your own, or especially if you're doing something right. like base jumping. But with the tandems, right. one of the things that's nice about the direction that the sport's taken over the last 10 or <clears> dozen <throat> years or so is that it's taken that big balls factor out of it uh, because yeah. – Places set reason, at least most places set reasonable limits. Uh, most sure. places won't let you try and go prove how big your balls are uh, because right. everybody stands down at the That's same right. time. You know, it, it's no yeah. longer well, a competition. There's no more. There's no more jumping out with your mate and trying to stand on his back while you're holding onto his drug bridle. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, hey, you know, I used to tell people, I'm like, yeah, just grab a hold of the bridle. It's like a stripper pole. You know what I mean? Like, it's 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 funny enough that it's a piece of, you know, fabric, but if you grab it, it's really rigid. You know, it really feels like you're on a stripper pole up there. Like, have some fun. And I've done it a million times, and I used to tell people to do it to me, but there's a reason we're not supposed to be doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's you, you don't want to learn out the hard way, you know? So it's – um well, and that's for yeah, us. Like that's the, the that's the benefit of hindsight, right? We got away with it, but uh, um, yeah, and that's that, true. That's true. one of the things, though, is we did learn those lessons firsthand. Um, a lot of the stupidity we got out of our way, but the generation that's coming up, probably something that's difficult for them to do is they have to learn well, from other people's mistakes. They don't get to make those mistakes, which is good true. and bad. And it's just yeah. Well, at the end of the day, tandems are what they are they're, they're, you're you're giving someone else an experience yeah it's not your you jump know? and the objective is to, to jump out and jump out safely and to land safely yeah and literally no bullshit that's it yeah like if you want to push it you want to have fun you want to fucking push the limit and redline it cool i'm a fucking fan of it do it on your own gear though yeah you know what i mean tandem's tandem is, is not, not not the opportunity to go out there and like hey jump with me Let's do free flying and we'll throw the drogue at the last minute. We'll blow the drogue up. But, hey, we had a good time. Like, all right, push your limits on your own time. Yep. Tandems are for the students only. Yep. And it's for them to have a good time. 
and to ensure that they get on the ground safely. And that's that's what we do. That's our job. And we have fun and we love doing it. Sure. And that's why we're still doing it. And that's why all the tandem masters around the world are still still doing what they do because they love doing it. But, yeah. Have have the extreme fun on your own time. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. we I had a couple that, that's of years. A big advice I could give. I, I had a couple of years, all all falling back to the, the what everybody's heard me talk about a, a million times, which is cross keys. And and looking back on those, I had an amazing time. <laughs> all of us had an amazing time. Yeah. But you watch the videos yeah. of the tandems that we did, and the students are just a prop. Like that's yeah. not they're just they just happen to be there. Those are our skydives. Be there while you're having fun. Absolutely, right. and I kind of how it is. Yeah, and I kind of look back at those and I'm like, all right, they're amazing memories, and I had an amazing time. But I'm I, I'm a bit. I don't want to. The word ashamed is maybe a little bit stiff, but I'm certainly embarrassed. It can be a yeah. I'm certainly embarrassed yeah. to look back and go, wow, I was a shit tandem instructor. Not because I was being unsafe, because I wasn't, but because I wasn't giving the student what they deserve. Sure. That wasn't my skydive. It's supposed. No, it's supposed to be about them. Yeah. It's their skydive. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what they come for. Absolutely. They and want I, the experience, and you're the professional that's going to give that to them. Yeah. So you don't want to take that away. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's one of the big things I, I would tell the new guy coming in, like, hey, just realize and not don't forget yeah. that this is their jump. Yeah. Not is. your jump. Yeah, cool. You're awesome. You're the cool guy. That's like, you're the skydiver that's giving it to them, and you enjoy that on your off time. But this jump? It's not yours. Yeah. It's theirs. Yeah, yeah, and that's and you can get and you can still make it the coolest jump in the world for them. You know what I mean? As long as they walk walk away feeling like, man, that was I had a, an epic jump and my instructor was so awesome and he had a big chat with me and we talked about this and that and you know because that's what they want. They're coming for the experience. Sure, You're giving them that experience, sure. like blah 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 blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, wow, they're feeding off of you. Sure, you know you've got to give that to me. Time it's. It can be exhausting. Yeah. It really can absolutely. be exhausting sometimes, but you, you can't lose lose the, you know. Yeah, it's worth it. It's worth um, it. The direction of, of, of where it's where it's gone and, and how it's gone and why they're there and why you're there. You're there for them. Right. You know? Yeah. Now, yeah. looking back as, as we get towards the end here, looking back at uh, um, all the injuries, the multiple surgeries, the second surgery on your lower back when the nurse accidentally yanked the tube out and left half of it still stitched to your spine. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, That's a whole other story. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I remember all of those. All that <laughs> fucked up stuff. Shattered Looking knee, back at it now ago, yeah. where you're, you know, I, I've known you for a very long time now and I've known you through through really good times and really rough times where you could barely get out of a chair. Um, you're yep. still chucking drogues was doing this for as many years as you have knowing all these injuries and all this shit. Was it worth it? <laughs> yeah, man. Like even, even right now, like you talk about the surgery you're getting ready to have. I'm getting ready for the same surgery as well. Yeah. After all the surgeries in my neck, my lower back. Now I'm getting, I'm waking up with, with, I can't feel my entire arm you know, all day long and boom, 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 shoots down the arm. And like, I have to, move my shoulder a certain way just to, yep. to keep my fingers from going cold. Yep. And I know that I can't have the surgery for another year because lo and behold, I didn't realize that my insurance doesn't cover the silver tier. It only covers the bronze <laughs> tier. It only covers the fusion. I'm like, what the you fuck? Fucking but when I got it, they didn't have like the, uh, um, the disc replacement. Right. I got the workers or the, you know, the insurance, they only covered, certain aspects. So I've just recently put that on there. So they've just told me that I can't actually have my surgery. So I'm going to deal with this shit for another year. You fucker. I'm yep. so envious of you. It's not even funny. <laughs> I'd love to be going through a surgery and I right. take care of this. But is it worth it, man? 
fucking 1000 percent it's worth it dude yeah. i i have a really really and i have had a really really good life for the last 26 years i've been doing this full time seven days a week and i honestly i couldn't think of anything else i'd rather be doing than jump out of the plane and and just giving somebody that experience of fuck man i just jumped out of a plane yeah. I, was, I was sick that was awesome and of course you know they're they're loving you yeah and, you know and you're feeding off them all day long and you're 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 Getting to do what you love doing, yeah. you're jumping out of a plane, for sure, is exactly what you want to be doing. Some days, would you rather be swooping, doing a free fly, doing a six fifty way, or you know something like that? Yeah, of course you would be. But man, I'm telling you, it's still pretty fucking good. Yeah, like, I'm getting a paycheck for jumping out of a plane and stoking some new guy. Yeah, all day long. It's the so, shit, yeah, man. Totally worth it. Fucking, totally that's the it. shit. That's the shit. Well. Yeah, uh, beside yeah. the fact that uh, you took the time to sit down and talk to me for a second time, which I have to thank f- thank you for, I got to thank you for all the ridiculous, stupid, insane adventures for almost killing me multiple times and for suffering <laughs> through my almost killing you multiple times. It has been, I mean, fuck, we've, I, we've been at this almost together for fucking more than 20 years. So, dude, here's to the next 20. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude, next 20. Fucking hell. Mom. Badass, brother. <laughs> this was good. Too, man. It's, it's good. Good chat with you again, man. Always good chat with you. We got to do a, a round three, but uh, we'll wait till we're both uh, uh, not gamefully employed so we can let loose with all the stories. So we, we were supposed to initially have this on Friday because we've been doing the run around. I had something going on. You had something going on. You've been trying to chase me since Friday, yeah. right? Was that intentional? Did you know that Friday – was exactly one year from the last time we had this show. No, I didn't know that. I just, you, I just, yeah, man. that's fucking cool. <laughs> that's cool. Hey? I was like, is, this, is he trying? It must have popped up on his Facebook on the one year mark or something. Well, shit. <laughs> well, there you go. Then we're going to have to check back in a year from now and see what other stupid shit we that's- can remember. <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, brother, man. Much love. You too, man. See ya. Good chat with you. We'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll chat to you offline. Hell yeah. Later, brother. Bye. And there you have it. Another episode of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void in the Can brought to you as always by, come on, fuck yeah, and Zero Sports. Check them out. Also by Pussfoot.com, Mr. Brian Casserly and Pussfoot, uh, the Extreme Sports Collective. Type it in the computer. Check them out. Pussfoot.com by Summit Parachute Systems, Jarrett Martin, Badass Rigging Courses, Incredible Pilot Rigs, SummitParachuteSystems.com, and me, the fucking pilot, as always, thefuckingpilot.net or theprincesspilot.com, where you get links to this podcast and all the others, as well as both the books. Thanks again. We'll see you next time.